0: Welcome to the Bavada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at Bavada Sportsbook, Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, uh, this is really a weird time in sports because the NBA All-Star Game has come and gone. I know that you were riveted. (laughs) The Olympics are over. I can literally say that I didn't watch more than 30 seconds of the entire games. Uh, And now we're not just yet at conference championships, which is a big thing for for gambling and for the sports book. Um, You know, conference championships are when things really ramp up. And then, of course, the NCAA tournament. This is kind of like the calm before the storm. Uh,
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, gosh, we we just just had the storm in Montreal right now. I spent the last 48 hours uh, digging out mine in the wife's car. but uh yeah it's it's really it's it's an odd time of the year where we actually have a few days to kind of catch our breath the sports book uh uh, you know football is obviously over nba is on all-star break right now still uh and it's a chance to kind of really you know shift focus to uh, you know we offer everything at bavada right and We are always, you know, whether it's politics, but football is kind of traditionally our high season. That is where so much of our focus goes because that's where the majority of betting goes. Yes, people are still betting on simulation sports. People are still betting on, uh, you know, they're still betting the ping pong, Seth. They haven't stopped betting the ping pong, but the vast majority of the volume is football. So this really is our chance now to kind of look back at the season that was, but also really transition our focus to the NHL landscape more to the NBA landscape more. And, you know, definitely, definitely college basketball, which I personally have not done a good job tracking this year. So it, it's good. It's it's a few days now to kind of catch our breath and, you know, transition to, you know, what matters most, uh, not what matters most, but what matters now. And that is NHL. That's NBA. That's college hoops. Uh, doesn't look like baseball though. <laughs> Not yet anyways.
0: No, it doesn't look like baseball. And, you know, it's so funny because, you know, there's all this talk about spring training being uh, shut down and that I, you know, I follow a lot of people, I guess. So I saw a lot of tweets about baseball. They were all from people who are 35 or over Mm. like I didn't see one 20 year old go oh my goodness baseball's not here like <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know about you I am so not interested you know I I'm very anti baseball these days uh, to begin with you know I think their gameplay the, the, the quality on the field has been against but for a labor issue to be going on they could come back in July I wouldn't care
1: yeah and that, and that's one of the biggest problems that, that baseball has is that they don't really have the luxury of a long kind of labor outage when people can transition to other sports. And it used to be like 10, 10 years ago or so. uh, They own the summer. That was all that was happening. But uh, you know, you have the WNBA play in the summer. Now, which catches some eyes, you have MLS, which catches eyes. Now Uh, uh, I almost said the CFL in Canada, but that might just be uh, my my maple leaf blood uh, coming through. I don't think anybody watches that still, but uh, you know, they are a sport that at the best of times, struggles to compete for eyes because it is still a slow sport. It is still a sport that is just not uh it's not uh, for a group of people that have such shorter time spe- uh you know, ability to pay attention to anything really. And I- I'm guilty of that as well. It's very difficult to lock yourself into a three or four hour baseball game that progresses as slow as it does. The action isn't every single play like football. It's not as fast paced as hoops can be. Certainly not as fast paced as hockey can be. So I, I really don't know where baseball goes from here. And it seems like the players and, uh, uh, and the owners themselves are just, they're not close at all. And I, I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I certainly don't miss that. We don't have spring training right now. I hate trying to handicap spring training baseball. Uh, it's something that the betters do really, really well against us. So the betters are probably missing the spring training baseball. But yeah, uh, we've got enough going on right now. I, I don't need baseball right now if baseball's back in the summer i'll be grateful for it but i'm in no rush to have it back not with march madness not with the nba and nhl playoffs coming uh, and that's a problem that is a problem if one of the traditional four huge major north american sports is something that i can say eh we'll see who cares no big deal that's a
0: problem you know my, my whole point on you know from a sports standpoint uh like i've said you know the the end of february is kind of a get your ducks in a row in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a big thing. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big NBA person. Um, the interesting one, you know, we are both very big NHL people. The NHL had what was their Olympic break. And for the last three weeks, all they've been doing is the makeup of the COVID games. So some teams had eight, nine, ten days off, and some teams didn't. Um, and it was very, very strange. They did the best they can with building availability and all of that. But as the COVID numbers have subsided, and I think we're headed to all systems go, isn't it interesting to see how the NHL, it, it wasn't the fairest thing in the world, because I know there were a bunch of Canadian home games, but uh, they did the best they could. And they're, they're But if you say now at the point of this recording, they are on schedule and they're going to have a great finish.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what, Seth, uh, I've got to say, uh, I did get, I did really enjoy, uh, you know, seeing the Montreal Canadians lose as often as they did more frequently as, as a Toronto make-believes fan. But um, I, you know, it's, it's really, it's, I'm actually kind of happy. I can give you a positive COVID update from Canada, not just, uh, you know, or infections but in terms of policy at these games uh every province now in canada is all of a sudden i don't know what's prompted it and i'm not going to look a gift horse enough the but they are racing each other to roll back you know capacity issues at these games uh we are for the for the canadian teams that are in the playoffs they are all going to be 100 full capacity soon we're going to see loud and you know i i think of the contrast to last year's playoffs right that was brutal especially early on um leaps were playing with no fans to start the habs uh, were doing that to start um then they introduced you know like 25 uh capacity 50 percent capacity meanwhile in the u.s it was packed arenas from round one all the way yeah, to you the remember finals. the
0: islanders boston series
1: yeah it, it was that it was playoff hockey at its best and it made me feel so awkward as a canadian to see uh you yanks just absolutely crush us in your presentation of the playoff product and uh I'm so excited that uh, when the playoffs come, you know, we're, we're like less than a month away for Toronto going up to 100% capacity. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a good crowd, uh, and we're going to need that crowd because uh, we've got a great team this year, but that's kind of been our thing the last few years. We've been great in the regular season, but we uh, run into those buzz saws in the playoffs. Although I wouldn't call the Habs a buzz saw, So. That that one still stings. Uh, God, God, we just we just cannot get out of the first freaking round. But uh, yeah, you know, it's been a great NHL season. There's a lot to look forward to. Uh, I think it was difficult how the NHL had to navigate the Olympic situation, the China situation with their players. Uh, but looks like we're going to come out the other side of it, and it doesn't look like we're going to run into too much issues with injuries or tiredness or anything like that. The best teams are still largely intact, which is going to ha- lead to a really really good playoff run.
0: Well, the one thing in the Eastern Conference uh, that I noticed because this week on Sports with Friends, we did a whole hockey segment. Um, you kind of know the playoff teams, right? Like yeah. Florida, Carolina, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Toronto, the Rangers, the Capitals, and the Bruins. Um, in the West, it's much more wide open. You have three or four teams that are on right now on the outside looking in uh, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Dallas. Like these teams are trying to just get into the playoffs and it's going to be a great finish. Uh, what I love about the NHL, and I've said this all along, there are probably five, six, seven teams that you would cl- classify as good teams that don't make the playoffs. And that's yeah. not, that's not because of a fan. Like I, I my team stinks. I, I, I know that, but that, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. There are quality, teams that will not make the playoffs and as a general manager your job is to build a quality team you did that you know if you're the la kings you're the ducks you are not a slouch team the la kings are eight games over 500 they are Mm -hmm. out of the playoffs that's that's competitive balance at its absolute peak
1: Yeah. And and I I begrudgingly have to give a bit of a tip of the cat to the NHL because I, I don't like the three points that can be available in games, but it does lead to this situation where at the end of the year, more teams are in the mix because, you know, teams are losing games, but still only losing half the points. Uh, it's not as punitive as it used to be where we had to have a winner and there's only two points available for the entire game. There's not that extra point for just making it through regulation. I, I dislike it, uh, because I feel like it kind of keeps that everything in, in this, uh, this spot here. I feel like it's, it rewards passive play in the third period of games where, you know, you, it, you know, if it's a tied game with like five minutes left, you're pretty much assuming it's going to overtime now, but it works. It, it has created the scenario that we have now where more and more teams uh, feel like they've got a shot because they do, they're, they're in the mix of it. Uh, you have far less sellers in the NHL at trade deadline time than you would have 10 years ago because of stuff like this. So it, it does kind of manufacture a, a lot of, uh, you know, j- just tightness in these playoff races. And yeah, looking at the Western Conference, it, you know, you you have Colorado and everyone else. Colorado, who who is your favorite at Bovada? By the way, they are four to one. Uh, they've been favorites for most of the year, though they've been so good on paper for the last couple of years. But it has been interesting to see, you know, teams that we weren't really expecting to be quite up there as well. And uh, you know, right out of the gate, I'm thinking of the Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers at six to one right now is super surprising at Bovada. Not something that we expected at all looking back at the uh beginning of the season they were as high as 30 to 1 at Bovada so they've really seen a big drop in their odds relative to uh you know your Tampa Bay's your Toronto's your Vegas your Carolinas teams that we kind of reasonably uh expected to be at the top this year so uh you know and, and I, I you know I've said this to you before so I love it I love seeing American teams be successful. I love seeing the game grow in different uh, venues like that. You know, it's, it's not just Canada's game. It's the world's game. And uh, you know, I, if it can't be the Leafs and hopefully it's never the Habs again in my lifetime, I love seeing, uh, you know, other and newer kind of uh, cities like this. And, you know, Florida's already won. I don't even know what I'm saying. I like, you know, I, I bit my tongue when you said New Jersey earlier, your team's crap, New Jersey still won more titles in my lifetime than the make believes have. So it's, That's true. But but that's the beauty of the sport. It really is. Uh, it, it's compelling. Five finals, three,
0: five finals, three cups. I'll take I, it. I know, I
1: know, and uh, <laughs> I, I've got I've got nineteen ninety three is the closest thing
0: in my lifetime. Taking a look at the NHL, I mean, Colorado, uh, a great team. Uh, Florida, great team. Carolina, Tampa, Pittsburgh's right up there. Um, I mean, any one of those teams can win the cup. Uh, your Leafs are probably in that second tier. With the Rangers, oh, the Capitals, ouch. the Flames, the Blues. Like there's a handful of Minnesota you have to throw in. But what I love the the NHL will do, and you tell me about like whatever futures odds you can see is I just love how all these teams that can make the playoffs that you know just get in and you have the dogfight of your life. Like there are no gimmies in the first round.
1: Yes, yeah, the the beauty of the NHL format is that so many teams from the beginning of the year, and even now, as you just said, uh, they are, they're in the mix. Anybody can win the Stanley Cup, especially if you make it into the playoffs. If a goalie runs hot, the nature of the games themselves uh, lend themselves to shorter money lines than a lot of other sports out there. Uh, yeah yeah, we know who the best teams are but there's not this gap that we see in other sports like this and that's why when you look at the futures board you have more uh, players that are willing to take those long shots and uh, you know looking at our liabilities right now at Bavada Seth uh, it's not a huge surprise that a team like the Edmonton Oilers that have been inconsistent are incredibly popular right now at 25 to 1 because if the season ended today they're in the playoffs and listen, I'm not someone that wants to be betting against Connor McDavid. You know, if you can get 25 to one on a team like that running a little bit hot. Yeah. I'd absolutely throw a couple bucks on that for, I don't want to say a lottery ticket, but they're in the mix. Like you can't really say any of these teams that are there right now, if they make the playoffs, they all got a shot. And I think that's what's so attractive and compelling. Uh, You you have Colorado right there. Of course, at the top at four to one at Bovada right now, they are running away with it in the West, but uh, we have seen in previous seasons, uh, all that gets you is the president's trophy. All the that that in a dollar gets you the president's trophy and a, and a cup of tea. But it is uh, you know it, it it is the best and most compelling sport all year to watch because we don't really kick out stragglers, we don't eliminate teams as quickly as other sports do, and uh, I I think that helps with the growth of the game and the growth and the betting interest in the game at Pavada.
0: Let's take a look at the NBA now that the All Star uh, shenanigans are over. Um, <laughs> I feel bad. I didn't see any of it.
1: Um, you the, shouldn't feel bad.
0: <laughs> the NBA comes back on uh, th- Thursday night uh, this week uh, with a big national t- uh, television uh, doubleheader on TNT, including the Boston Celtics, who uh, you know are, have, have title aspirations against a Brooklyn Nets team that I would imagine are still one of the favorites to, to win in the Eastern Conference, despite that long losing streak and the fact that they've fallen down in the standings.
1: Yeah, Seth. Uh, yeah, what what a brutal All Star weekend that was. I mean, I I never particularly look forward to it, but the dunk cost contest was the worst ever. The skills thing was a little bit weird. Uh, Three point one was actually kind of cool this time, just seeing a big man like Hey Towns win it. But uh, yeah, you know, another nonsense event that uh, again we post those odds because people love to bet it. But uh, yeah, worst slam dunk contest of my life. Uh, looking ahead to the actual games on the hard court. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the return of NBA on Thursday. We've got some great games. Uh, now with football behind us, uh, I've eased myself back into uh, the NBA schedule. And, uh, you know, there's there's no better day of the week than the TNT doubleheader. Uh, you know, they're, they're not the most serious crew, but they are a lot of fun and they keep it real lighthearted. That, that's how I kind of like to enjoy the NBA is with that uh, crew on the TNT doubleheader Thursday night. And uh, yeah, looking into... I, I, it's not really the second half of the season, but we'll call it the second part of the season post All Star break. Uh, more than half of the games have been played. It, it is interesting to see uh, what these teams look like now in February, in the latter part of February, compared to earlier in the year. And you've got to look at a team like the Boston Celtics, which were not on our radar at all for most of the year, but have made a pretty decent run of late to put them in contention. We have seen them move all the way from 75 to 1 down to 30 to 1 at Bavada. But uh, And you hinted at it. uh, I I think uh, one of the two more interesting stories are the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets for most of the season, Seth, have been the favorite at Bovada. Uh, I think they got as low as plus 250 at one point, which is pretty significant uh, with that many teams theoretically in contention. But uh, the real story, I think, has been the Golden State Warriors, and uh, they are our biggest liability on the board right now, which is kind of unfortunate because they're all the way down to four to one. They are just behind the Phoenix Suns, your plus three seventy five favorite at Bovada. But those Golden State Warriors, early in the season, you were able to get them as high as fifteen to one. Ed, listen, they are they are firing on all cylinders. They're finally healthy. They look really, really they look like the team that has won multiple championships under Steve Kerr with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and the whole cast of characters there. Uh, They are dangerous. And that's the one thing that we are really watching out for now, because looking at the rest of the futures boards, our positions are okay, but we have a massive loss at Bavada If Golden State is able to pull it out again, they're just behind the Phoenix suns right now on that NBA futures board.
0: You know, just again, go by the teams that are not in the playoffs. You know, the Lakers are under five hundred. Portland under five hundred. These are teams that are outside these are the ninth and tenth seeds in the West. The ninth and tenth seed in the east, Charlotte under five hundred. Atlanta under five hundred. That's all you need to know. You know, the good teams are in, and the bad teams aren't. And if you're the Indiana Pacers, the NBA doesn't care about you. that's that's what I've said all along. i've I've always felt this way. About the NBA. My biggest complaint about the NBA, it's not the sport, it's not the players, it's not the styles. Well, no, I have two, I have one major, one minor complaint. My one minor complaint your uniforms are all kinds of effed up. <laughs> We're white at home, dark on the road, figure it out. You're, you have 7,000 jerseys. I don't understand who's playing and who's, who's who. That being said, my issue with the NBA is that there are only a handful of good teams Mm. and you referenced it yourself. You said TNT doubleheader, right? TNT doubleheader never has one of these bad teams and nor should it, nor should it. But this is a sport where the only thing that people see are the good teams, the seven to 10 good teams in a league of how many 30. Mm. It's just, you have half your league sucks. (laughs) Am I exaggerating? Am I? Am, am I? Am I exaggerating?
1: No, you're you're absolutely not. And I mean, I, I you don't see what, what you see in the NBA as well in terms of like tanking as well, right? Like that's like you. Yeah, NFL, NFL, NFL. I'm not worried about it. that,
0: right? I'm not worried about tanking. It's not that. It's that you are forgotten. Right. What name? Name one minute of time you have spent at Bavada talking about the Orlando Magic.
1: Well, um, we can start that timer now, Seth. Houston
0: uh- <laughs> Rockets. Like these teams suck, mm-hmm. and in the NHL, and, 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 and in the NHL, it's different because yeah, there are five bad teams. Right? Who's who is a really bad team? The Blackhawks, the Kraken, the Coyotes,
1: oh, the Coyotes, the Devils, sure. the Montreal Canadiens.
0: Yeah, and the Canadians, and the Canadians are awful.
1: Yeah. Right. The can- Canadians are borderline AHL. Team. You want
0: to it's say fla- Philadelphia is bad. Okay. I'll give you Philadelphia. Buffalo's pretty bad. They're, they're pretty bad too. Mm. Right. Yeah. But the, the fact of the matter is, is, and, and yes, overtime losses do factor in. I understand that because when you mm. have an overtime loss in hockey, it doesn't count like a full loss. And I understand yep. that the fact of the matter is, is that in the one through eight, look, look at the playoffs. Mm. Okay, let's say the Clippers make the playoffs. The Clippers are not beating the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. The Timberwolves are not beating the Golden State Warriors. The first round of the playoffs is boring.
1: Yeah, and you know everything you just said is true, not just today in late February, but for the NBA, it's true for a lot of these teams at the absolute beginning of the season. And that's a really noted contrast as well. I think in the NHL, even the worst of the worst teams – they can get lucky. They can go on runs. They can have a hot goalie. They they can, they can surprise you. But the, the worst team in the NHL at the beginning of every season is always, always, always gonna have a better chance of making the playoffs than the worst team in the NBA. And it's not just the worst team, it's the worst, you know, five to maybe 10 teams in the NBA. And that is, you know, what we often see every single year is So much more of a consolidation at the top of the futures board in the NBA. This one's a little bit weird with the Lakers and their issues having fallen off all the way up to 45 to one now to win the NBA finals at Bovada, which is very weird to say out loud, but they're dysfunctional in a lot of different ways. But the NHL, uh, you much more quickly see, you know, nine to one. Is your preseason favorite eight to one? Is your preseason favorite? You're not seeing a team like the Brooklyn Nets who are plus two fifty just a month ago. That's that's insane. The Stanley Cup is so so difficult to win. It is the, it is the perfect kind of contrast in that anybody can win it, but as a result, it is so hard to be that one team to win it. Whereas if you're a great team in the NBA and you can lock up that core for a few years, you are making that run every few years. Giannis and the Bucks are going to be in contention for every year that he and you know, a couple of the guys are there. They are good, the East is set up like that. The 76ers right now are a team that should be in contention every couple of years, and we know that. Golden State somehow some way continues to retool, get healthy. They are going to continue to be in contention as long as that team is set up the way it is. You don't really have that kind of continuity in the NHL, which is good and bad. We don't really have dynasties as much in the NHL as we used to. But uh, the NBA uh, does have that kind of top heavy feel to it. And I, I, I think, as an NHL fan, as a hockey fan as well, I appreciate that more about the NHL. The NBA is great when it is great. And you touched on it. Those first rounds are absolute sleepers. They're you're dogs. lucky. They're just you're dogs. lucky if you get one series that. Uh, you know, peaks even a little bit of your interest because the rest of it is no good. Hit hit that uh, simulated sports button right there. You know, EA, come on, let's right. move on to round. Just two. hit sim. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
0: That's funny. No, my whole thing in all sports is competitive balance. I just want sure. it to be where teams that are that there's enough games on a slate that are involved good teams. All right, that'll do it for the Bavada at Odds podcast. Patrick, have a great week.
1: You too, Seth. Keep your stick on the ice.
0: That got nothing.